Bradley, Alison and Cameron are all chilling in the living room when Dylan comes in through the door with a couple of reusable bags of groceries. And that's right people, if dude bro Dylan can remember his reusable bags, so can you. Phew, you look exhausted. The supermarket was busier than the Splash Mountain gift shop full of eBayers after Disney announced the Princess and the Frog refurb. Some of that merch is going for crazy prices on eBay. Saw it today while I was on there. Defunct attraction merch sounds like a better investment than the stock market. Anyway, you'd think that a hurricane is a coming again the way food was flying off the shelves. Uh, coming? Yeah, everyone knows you had the uh when it's gonna be a big one. Funny, uh is also the sound I make when it's a big delivery. My ex used to yell, it's a coming too. Not sure why. It was always over before I knew it. <sighs> Come on. What's wrong? Oh, Google Maps says the roads are packed with traffic and I wanted to head over to the outlet mall. It's gonna take like an hour to get there. Sadly, it's just gonna get worse with all the tourists flocking to the theme parks and beaches for the holiday. Maybe I should have gone with my parents to the cruise to Cozumel this week. What about your sister's place? You could go there for Thanksgiving. If I wanted to subject myself to a weekend of I told you so's, since she always told me that my ex was a sneaky man of little virtue, a slimy, slithering misogynist, a no-good gigolo, a tramp, slut, cheap whore. Girl, do you need a my doll? <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, I'm roasting a practice turkey. A what? What the hell is a practice turkey? I'm practicing roasting one for Friendsgiving. See, the new appliances we got the other week can be paired with our Alexa. She can do everything from programming, oven, to time baking, self-cleaning, and setting the temperature from literally anywhere. I think your roasted turkey is turning into a smoked turkey. Suddenly, the group runs into the kitchen. There is smoke pouring out from the oven. Bradley opens it, and the turkey is on fire. Alison grabs the fire extinguisher and sprays down the oven and turkey. Where did you learn to cook, hell? I don't understand what happened. Why is the oven set to 950 degrees? What? Yeah, what were you trying to do, man? Cremate the thing? I didn't even know Evans went that high. Oh no. Alexa must have overheard me bidding on that Wes Craven signed Ghostface Funko and thought I meant the temperature. You bid $950 on a Funko? And one. That's the real problem here. Why don't we go out for Chinese food? Kind of like in the Christmas story. Maybe. I never found a good Chinese place around here as good as the ones back home in New York. There's that one place that brings in the water and ingredients from New York. Yeah, the owners own a well-known place in Chinatown. Why don't we look into some last-minute airfare specials to New York? There's usually lots of flights between Florida and New York. Well, Florida is pretty much the promised land for New Yorkers. I don't know, you guys. In addition to airfare, there's the hotel, Uber, food, entertainment, because we have to see a Broadway show, and other stuff. Like money for strippers. <laughs> Yeah, that t wait, what? What if I told you that I could take care of our flights and lodging? Honey, I hate to break it to you, but you just dropped $950 on a Funko. How are you going to buy airfare? I know what you're thinking, Bradley, and no. I'd rather have molten gold poured on me like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> What's he talking about? Yeah, that seems pretty intense. Oh, he's just being melodramatic. I'm talking about my parents. What about them? They've been wanting me to come up to the city for a visit, and I know they'd love to have you guys. But that doesn't take care of how to get there. 
my parents will pay for our airfare. Won't be first class. We may have to change planes a few times, but they will find us a good deal and take care of it. Wow, that sounds fabulous. There's just one small problem. And that is... My parents still think I'm with Cameron. <laughs> you didn't tell them? No, I just couldn't. You know how my mom is. She believes that I ought to be married by now. She's always going on and on about a beach wedding, a universal wedding, a Disney wedding. It's always marriage, marriage, marriage with her. Gee, she sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, she and my father are wonderful people, but me still being single drives my mother crazy. It sounds like you should take care of that before we all go. Nope, Cam is gonna do that for me. <laughs> the hell I am. They're your parent, not to mention your sister might put Drano in my mouthwash. Hey, she's just overly protective of her big brother. And your hair grew back. <laughs> uh, hold. Clearly, I need the backstory. Okay, so one time, Cam and I were visiting my parents, and we got into an argument because I thought Cam was cheating on me. My sister overheard the conversation and replaced his shampoo with Nair. <laughs> Look, Bradley's father's cool. Chill even. His sister's a lot of fun, albeit passive-aggressive, <clears throat> a family trait. But Bradley's mom is a real busybody, nosy, pushy, obsessive mother. That's harsh. But how are they going to fly us all up? It still sounds like a lot of money. My parents retired very well, and they know how to squeeze George until Martha's jealous. Well, I'll bid. Hold up. What about the fact that you and Cam aren't together anymore? Well, since Cam dumped me, he can tell them. I'd rather lick the floor of a city bus after pride. Cameron turns and leaves the group and walks from the kitchen back out into the living room. I left my phone in the living room. I'll be right back. Alison heads out into the living room where she catches Cameron before he has a chance to leave. You better get back in there and tell him that you will tell his family that you dumped their little boy when he proposed to you. And what if I don't? Well then, I'll just have to tell him that it was you that used an SOS sponge to clean the love bug juice off of his Jeep, and it wasn't a malfunction of the automatic car wash. You wouldn't dare. Hey, Bradley? Wait, 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 wait. I'll do it. Not sure what's worse, dealing with the fallout from his family or him taking me to small claims court. Which he would do, you know. Oh boy, do I ever. <laughs> Bradley and Dylan leave the kitchen and head into the living room. What's going on? Bradley? Cam has something he wants to say. Bradley, I'll tell your parents and sister. It's the least I can do. You're right it is, but at least you can take most of the heat. Thankfully, the rest of you will be there as a buffer between my mother and me when she realizes I'm back in the dating pool. So, we're doing this? We sure are. Look out, Big Apple. We are coming in for a bite. <laughs> Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. Our friends arrive at the airport and get checked in, then go through security. The airport is bustling with those arriving in shorts and a t-shirt, and others are departing, all bundled up. 
Funny how hundreds of thousands of tourists flocked to the beaches and theme parks of Florida for the heat, whilst Floridians flocked to the north for some cold, refreshing weather for the holidays. Anyway, whilst the check-in process for our friends was a smooth one, they can't help but find something a little off about this airline. I've never heard of this airline before. Sky Airlines? Yeah, dudes. Neither have I. Wait a minute. You don't think it's like Sky like the vodka, do you? I don't know, but I don't think that helps the image problem pilots have for flying drunk. (laughs) Bradley... How exactly did your parents find this airline? I don't know. My parents said they got a great deal on the tickets. That they found through some website that popped up on Alta Vista. Alta Vista? That's still around? Knowing Bradley's parents, it's probably one of those sketchy a la carte airlines that charges for everything and hands out parachutes instead of blankets. (laughs) While that may be true, at least we are all together for Thanksgiving. And you know the food will be delicious. I'm sitting in the middle, all the way back by the restrooms, E23. I'm in the middle seat, too. Same. What the hell? I am, too. Guess that's what to be expected with last-minute specials. As soon as we get to the counter, I'm going to see if there's anything I can do to pay to upgrade or switch. Upgrade to what? Doubt this airline has first class. Just be thankful that we have seats, and we aren't traveling in the cargo hold. Well, at least in the cargo hold, we can stretch out our legs. Maybe find an old antique car to fool around in with a hottie from steerage. This isn't Titanic. (laughs) Well, let's just hope we don't strike a mountain and crash land into deliverance territory. (laughs) The group makes their way to the gate and sits down. (sighs) Middle seat, boarding last, and I'll probably have a kid kicking my seat the whole time. What's next? Attention passengers on Sky Airlines Flight 626 from Tampa to LaGuardia. Due to an unexpected maintenance issue, the flight is delayed. Of course. It couldn't get any worse. Hiya, kids. (laughs) Oh, Mrs. H, what the hell are you doing here? Oh, I'm going on Thanksgiving vacation, don't you know? Really? Where are you headed? Oh, I'm heading to New York. Oh, really? Funny, that's where we're going, too. Silly goose, I know that. (laughs) You do? Sure I do. Why, it's your parents that sent me a message through my OnlyFans account and invited me. Wait, you have an OnlyFans? Oh, you betcha. (laughs) Find it through Instagram. I miss Halverson OnlyFans. Allison turns to Bradley and whispers. How does she have an OnlyFans and I can't get returned messages on Tinder? I don't know. Clearly Mrs. H must be the rain man of social media. (laughs) I didn't realize you were that close to Bradley's folks. Oh, my Lanta, yes. His mom and I play words with friends all the time. She asked me if I wanted to come since you were all going anyway. Where's Mr. H? Isn't he coming too? Oh, he really wanted to, but somebody had to stay back and hold down the fort. Where are you sitting? Ooh, F-23. A nice window seat. Wonder who my middle seat neighbor is going to be. I brought games to play. Oh, you're sitting next to Cameron. (laughs) Oh, Cammy, we are going to have a blast. Uh, yeah, blast. (laughs) Blast doesn't capture the half of it. (laughs) Would you excuse me? Cameron gets up from his seat and walks over to the ticket counter. Only he's met with a longer queue of people than the one for Hagrid's at Universal Orlando. Just as he's about to turn to head back to his seat, Cameron takes out his phone out of his pocket and pretends to talk to someone. Yeah, Dad, I can't believe it. Lady Gaga and Michael Bublé are in the solarium putting on a surprise concert. And with that, the entire queue of people rushes towards the solarium. Cameron then walks right up to the counter. 
I'm sorry. These are non-refundable, non-exchangeable, non-negotiable, non-everything tickets. May I help you? I was actually checking on changing my seat assignment. Oh, well, in that case, let me look. I'm sorry, sir, but the flight is completely full. But while you wait for the repairs to the plane, you should head over to the solarium. I just heard that Lady Gaga and Michael Buble are putting on a surprise concert. Our friends are all doing their best to enjoy the crowded flight on board one of those low-cost carrier planes that charges for everything. You know the ones, planes that shake a little upon takeoff and landing. Never mind that there is so little legroom that you need to be a contortionist in order to get comfortable in the seats. Through some smart thinking, Alison Dillon and Bradley are seated next to each other, whilst Cameron and Mrs. Halverson are elsewhere together in the plane. That was some great work there, Allie. Yeah, for once your armchair therapist skills resulted in two lonely hearts finding one another. I resent that. Anyway, it was clear that both of them were making eyes at each other, so it was a win-win. I wonder if Cameron is ready to pour hot wax in his ears yet. <laughs> Mrs. Halverson is chatting away as Cameron cannot escape his prison. With Cameron in the middle seat, Mrs. Halverson at the window, and a sleeping passenger to his left, he is visibly uncomfortable, despite having his seat reclined as far back as it will go, albeit, as we know, isn't far. <laughs> and then I told Cousin Leif that it was a hearing problem and not a hearing problem. I wonder if he would have preferred the hearing problem. I know I would. Well, that reminds me of my Uncle Lars. Pardon me for a moment. One of our flight attendants walks by where Cameron and Mrs. Halverson are sitting. Excuse me? Yes, how may I help you? Wait a minute. Weren't you the gate agent back in Tampa? Just part of our cost-cutting efforts. Y you're not the pilot too, are you? No, don't be silly. But I am the air marshal. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, do you have any headphones for purchase? I left mine at home. We sure do. That'll be $30. $30? Why, yes. <laughs> okay, how about some earmuffs and an Advil PM? Earmuffs, $50. And I can't sell you Advil as our flight attendant, but as Sky Airlines in-flight pharmacist, I can. That shift starts shortly. <laughs> One, I hope those earmuffs are noise-canceling at that price. Two, I'm struggling to see the connection between being a flight attendant and a pharmacist. Why do you think all your tickets are so cheap? Because we charge you for literally everything, a la carte, and we run a skeleton crew. You probably charge for the emergency air devices too, huh? No, but we do charge for the straps for the air masks. Those are now $10. Well, you know, how's about some tissues? $3 each. Sold. Bring me two. Flight attendant gives Cameron some tissues, which he used to plug his ears. Aw, Cammy, what's wrong? Oh, it's the air pressure. It, it's getting to me. It was either this or jump out of the plane. <laughs> well, that reminds me of the time me and Mr. Halverson... After disembarking the plane, our friends retrieve their baggage from baggage claim and proceed outside to wait for Bradley's parents. Gosh, I forgot how cold it gets here in November. Yeah, we could be rescuing E.T. or tanning on the beach, but no, we chose to wear snow boots, gloves, and scarves. Well, if I'm gonna be frozen, at least I'll be rock hard. <laughs> Honestly, does your model come with any other options aside from horny and hornier? Oh, you kids. This is practically springtime weather. You know, back in the old country, it wasn't considered cold until you got ice cream when milking the cows. I, I don't know what's worse, 
freezing or listening to your stories. Aw, Cammy, you know you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Where are you going? To study the monoliths on Easter Island. She means dying, you nitwit. Sage, is there something you're not telling us? Oh, my heavens, no. I mean, eventually we all got to check out, but this library book is on an extended loan to you kids. Sally's mum and dad pull up in a big black SUV, get out of their vehicle, and run over to greet our friends. Haha, <laughs> saved by the parents. Sally's mum, I mean, mom, I mean, what the hell? It's just going to have to be mum. Bradley's mum gives him a big hug and kiss on the cheek. Oh, honey, it's so good to see you. Though, I think you've put on a few pounds. Careful. You don't want to wind up like your cousin Jacob. I don't think it's appropriate to fat shame. Who's fat shaming? He's over 40 and still single. <laughs> you must be Allison. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, it's good to see you, Cameron. Still taking care of our little boy? Uh, yeah. We're, we're keeping it interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Marzel talk. Uh, meanwhile. Do you think we'll hear wedding bells in the pitta-patta of little Asian feet anytime soon? Uh, uh, I... I think we're gonna hear the TSA sirens if we don't move the car. Everyone piles into the family SUV and leaves Bradley's parents' beautiful townhouse, which is located just off Central Park West near Lincoln Square. The pedantic chatter is accompanied by 80s music. Everyone is enjoying the car ride, except for Cameron, who looks like he'd rather be undergoing root canal without anesthesia. Potential listeners, my name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. After maneuvering the streets and bridges from LaGuardia to the Upper West Side, our friends safely arrive at Bradley's parents' place. The brownstone is decked out for Thanksgiving with pumpkins, cornstalks, bales of hay and more. The aroma of freshly baked apple and pumpkin pies wafts through the air. Bradley's sister, Michelle, runs up to the group and starts giving hugs. Oh, it's so good to see you all. What took so long? Yoy vey! Traffic was all for Gokta! Oh, but we made it! I'll show you guys to your rooms. It's so nice to meet Brad's colorful group of friends. We are going to have such fun, you guys. My friend who is in Mamma Mia got us all tickets. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Me? Uh, I'll take one after five. 
Oh, I just love ABBA. Can't wait for the show. A business associate of mine works in public relations for Hamilton, so I can probably score you guys a ticket to that show, too. Sonia, you and Allison are on the third floor in the first room to the right. Dylan, you're also on the third floor in the room on the left. And you and Cammy are on the second floor in your old room. <laughs> Bradley and Cameron look at each other out of the corner of their eyes. Bradley's mum leans into him and whispers to him in a not-so-quiet voice. You left your lube here last time, so it's still there in the drawer. Also, I threw in a few condoms we had lying around for good measure. Your father thinks he wears a magnum, but it's actually more like a willow. <laughs> Ma. The group politely, and let's face it, a little knowingly, chuckles. Then our friends all head to their respective rooms. Bradley and Cameron enter Bradley's old room and close the door. There's an awkward silence for a moment. Then they finally acknowledge one another. So you can make up the floor and I'll take the bed. Why can't we just share? <laughs> you lost those privileges months ago. Perhaps we have to share a room over Thanksgiving, but we don't have to sleep together. <laughs> Fuck this. I'll just sleep on the couch. You can't do that. And why not, Brad? Because my dad will think I did something to screw stuff up and will take your side like he always does. Not to mention my mom will give me a speech about how I need to be more flexible or something. Bradley opens the door. Bradley's mum is at the door and walks inside. Yo, it is so good to have you back home, even if it is just for Thanksgiving. And it makes me so happy to know that you two are still together. Well, we are full of surprises. But would it kill you to tie the knot already? I mean, you're not getting any younger, and pretty soon you'll start receiving those robocalls from life insurance companies. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be around forever. And all I want is to see you two get married and be happy. Oh, don't put your mother in an early grave. Cameron just grabs Bradley's shoulder and pulls him in close. Aww, you two make such an adorable couple. Here, let me take a picture of you two with my old Polaroid. Bradley's mum gives both a giant hug and kiss, then takes their picture. <laughs> then exits the room. Oh, how the hell are you going to break the news to my parents? Well, it wouldn't be so hard if your mom wasn't such a, to quote you, such a yenta. At least she cares about me. If that's what caring is, then sign me up for loathing. Enough. You know what? Let's just get some sleep. We can worry about this charade tomorrow. Well, who gets the bed? Hmm. I know. Let's play a little trivia game. First one to lose a question gets the floor. We can use this new app I found. It's called... Do you like scary movies? That's a little creepy and familiar. <laughs> you can go first. What is the name of the slasher in John Carpenter's Halloween? Oh, that's easy. Michael Myers. What is the house number of Nancy Thompson's house in A Nightmare on Elm Street? 1428. Who pays attention to that kind of stuff? Ha, your turn. Who is the killer in Friday the 13th? Jason. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. No, it's not. It was Jason. Afraid not. It was Jason! I saw the movie 20 fucking times! Then you should know that Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was the original killer. Jason didn't show up until the sequel. And doesn't get his trademark hockey mask until part three. Ugh. Why do I feel that I should have known that? <laughs> Guess you better find a way to make that floor comfy. Cuddling up to the floor won't be much different than your frigid body. <laughs> Cameron makes up the floor by using cushions from the sofa in the sitting area of the room, and Bradley turns off the lights and climbs into bed. 
After a moment or two, Cameron begins to chuckle. <laughs> Cam, if you're doing what I think you're doing, have some decency. Go to the bathroom like a normal roommate. No, 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 no. I was just thinking that this reminds me of our first weekend away together. Remember that quaint B&B in the Keys? <laughs> How could I forget it? What was it called? Oh yeah, Key Best? More like Key Worst. We had to flip a coin to see who got the twin-sized bed in that shoebox of a room. But we made the most of it. We did have a great time, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. And I could have a great time tonight if you would just shut the hell up and go to sleep. <laughs> Next morning, the aroma of coffee and bacon wafts through the old brownstone. Not single-served coffee, but good old-fashioned brewer's diner coffee from a coffee maker. Mrs. Halverson and Bradley's mum are sitting at the kitchen table, chatting away. Ooh, is that bacon frying? Oh, that's just the turkey bacon. Mm, pretty sure it's real bacon. I know that delicious aroma. It was practically my mother's fragrance. I didn't think you guys ate it. Okay, okay, you got me. Only if it's extra crispy. Hmm... I don't know. Still seems like cheating. All right, we all eat it. I even caught a canter putting bacon on his burger at Junior's. We can't say I blame him. Bacon is practically meat candy. Speaking of meat candy, I sure hope Cam proposes to Bradley soon. Oh, not sure how much longer I can wait. Oh, I'm afraid Universal Studios will bring back the Jaws ride before that happens. <laughs> oh, Sonya, you're a riot. <laughs> so... Woman to woman, do you think there's any chance that my bratty and Cammie will be engaged this weekend? Well, you know kids these days. Don't fret, honey. Bradley's still young-ish. Kids, there's full of surprises. But it's important for us to not judge them or view them through our generation's eyes. Who would have known that Bradley and Cam... At that moment, Cameron walks into the kitchen, having caught the tail end of Mrs. Halverson and Bradley's mum's conversation. Mrs. Halverson, you agreed that you wouldn't say anything. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I was just being honest with him when we broke up. Bradley's mum is stunned, and Mrs. Halverson is dumbfounded at Cam's poor timing. As I was saying, Cam has the timing of a Rolex. <laughs> Cameron, what did you do to my little boy? How can you just come out and say that on Thanksgiving in my house after we flew you up here? You mean... Mrs. Halverson didn't just tell you? No, we were talking about generational differences. Oh boy, am I in trouble. No, how could you do this? Oh, you've wasted the best years of his life. And now he's not going to find anyone. Bradley's mum grabs her heart. Oh, oh, my heart. This is it. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is it. I'm going to that big Streisand concert in the sky. The what? Oh, that's Bradley's mom's idea of heaven. <laughs> Dylan and Allison walk into the kitchen, completely unaware of the scene into which they have walked. Oh, Dylan, I hope that I have what Bradley and Cameron have one day. Yeah, it even makes me sometimes reconsider being a perpetual fuckboy. <laughs> Yo, you two can cut the bullshit out. I know exactly what's going on here. Morning, kids. Don't mind her. What the hell is going on here? She just found out about Bradley and Cameron. How can I go on with Thanksgiving knowing my poor baby's heart is broken? <gasps> Not to mention my heart palpitations. Now I know where Bradley gets his neurotic behavior. Mrs. H, why did you tell her? Me? Edward Snowden over there just told her. 
Now we don't have to keep up this tiresome charade. Come on, Dylan. Let's get out of here before it gets any more awkward. Just as Cameron and Dylan were turning to leave, Bradley and his dad walk into the kitchen from their morning run. Oh, what's going on? Did Mariah Carey forget the words to All I want for Christmas is you at the parade again? <laughs> Everyone in the kitchen just stares at Bradley as if they were waiting for him to say or do something. Somebody better tell me what's going on here. Who died? Just then, Michelle walks into the kitchen from the breakfast room. They're all the clamps because they heard you and Cameron broke up, and now you're going to grow old and die all alone. Oh, good. What? I thought you'd be upset with me and take Cam's side. No way, son. I never liked him. He has terrible taste in cinema. Never once did he go to one of your figure skating competitions, and he loathes theme parks. You two couldn't be more different. And on that note... I'm going to go watch the parade and maybe throw myself in front of a float. Knock yourself out, dude. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised you lasted this long. Why would you stay with someone that didn't share some of your interests, huh? Well, Cam does have a pretty huge... Screen TV. <laughs> and you know how much Bradley loves movies. If I'm honest, I didn't care for him either. But what's Bradley going to do now? Cameron was his last hope of not dying a spinster. Hello? I'm standing right here. Come on, Brad. Let's hit Rockefeller Rink. That always cheers you up. I'll share my latest music with you. I've been composing quite a lot recently. Michelle and Bradley leave the kitchen. Meanwhile, everyone else has left to pick up the pieces and somehow get into the holiday spirit. How am I supposed to prepare Thanksgiving dinner after all this? Maybe we can order out Chinese. <laughs> I got an idea. How's about I whip up a good old-fashioned Midwestern Thanksgiving dinner complete with all the fixins, and you can relax and spend time with your family. Oh, Sonia, that is awfully nice of you. Oh, but we could not ask you to do that. Nonsense. Is there anything uh, we can do to help? You can help by taking your keisters out of the kitchen and letting me and my two little helpers serve up a culinary cabaret. Two helpers? Yes. Meet a hamburger helper and tuna helper. Mrs. Halveson points to Allison and Dylan, to which Allison and Dylan stand there, eyes wide and mouth agape. Very funny. I'm surprised you didn't just say catfish. <laughs> oh, yum. Fried catfish. Oh, oh. But I don't know if I'm going to eat today. Aw, oh, sure you can, honey. You don't want to be depressed and hangry. Besides, holiday calories don't count for women our age. What about women my age? Oh, they count double. <laughs> Where do the holiday calories go, Mrs. H? To Florida, like everyone else. Come on, babe. Let's go watch Bradley and Michelle at the rink. Bradley's parents leave the kitchen to Mrs. Halverson, Allison, and Dylan. Attention! Now, I run my kitchen like a Viking ship. You will work or get thrown overboard. I am in charge. I'm your chef de Cuisinart. I think... Quiet. We are going to turn this holiday from hell around, don't you know? You two better pull your weight around the kitchen, because if I catch you slacking off, it's a night in the brig. The what? Did you just ask me a question, hamburger helper? No, ma'am. Good. Now, here are the side dishes. Take this list. I will prepare the main entree. Let's get to cooking. Allison and Dylan walk over to the butler's pantry to get a couple of aprons. Allison whispers to Dylan. Do you think we should mutiny? Quiet. I don't think we're allowed to speak. <laughs> I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. 
Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. Bradley's parents return home from watching Bradley and Michelle at Rockefeller Center Ice Rink to relax in the study. Bradley's dad sips on a cognac as he types away on his laptop and his mum sips on a glass of wine as she watches Murder, She Wrote on TV. Cameron knocks on the doorframe, attempting to get their attention. May I come in? After a moment or two, Bradley's dad looks up and motions for Cameron to enter the room and take a seat. Bradley's mum turns her head as to avoid any eye contact with Cameron turning his attention to Bradley's dad. I'm sure you have lots of questions. Are you trying to kill me? After everything I've done for you two, we've made you part of our family, and our two families have vacationed together. Why throw that all away? It's not that simple. Perhaps you're just afraid of commitment. Just think of how happy you make Bradley. Maybe you two didn't share a lot in common, but you grounded him. You know, he is such a neurotic. I have no idea where he gets it from. You don't say. Look, I'll stop with this. Why did you break up with Brad anyway? A few months back, I began wrestling with my sexuality. Until I met Brad, I had always dated girls. But in my senior year in high school, I I felt this strong attraction to guys. Bradley came along at this liminal yet watershed moment in my life, and I felt hard for him despite our vast differences. Uh, then let's speed it up, Tolstoy. How about the Sparks Notes version? <laughs> oh, well, the night Bradley was going to propose, I came out to him as bi and told Brad that we should see other people. I didn't want to break his heart, but I wanted to be honest with him and myself before we got married. And you still live together? What, you can't support yourself? That's not it, and grossly unfair. It was a perfect storm of my unique coming out and skyrocketing rent at our building, but things are going well and Allison and Dylan have been great. We really are like a family, a dysfunctional one at times, but a family. Well, I can't fault your honesty. You did the right thing, despite how his mom feels. You know, he and I are still friends. Okay, so we're frenemies at times, but I still got his back. And deep down, deep, deep, deep down, I know he has mine. Uh, It's weird, but I'm... I'm thankful that you're still here for him. He could have been with someone that couldn't give a flying fuck about his feelings, but you, you still do. Well, in the spirit of the holiday, I suppose I'm thankful that you realize this now, versus years into the marriage, leaving Bradley to find his next husband at Shady Pines. Back in the kitchen, Mrs. Halverson is running operations tighter than the girdle on a Baptist minister's wife after a church potluck. <laughs> Allison and Dylan are cooking up a storm as Mrs. Halverson works diligently on the main course. What are you making over there, Mrs. H? In the time it took for you to ask me that, you could have peeled another potato. <laughs> We've been cooking all day. When's my break? Allie got one. Are you in the union? We have a union? Oh, sure do. Allison signed up. When did a union form? Earlier today. Didn't you get the group chat message? What the actual fuck? (laughs) Oh, well, looks like you'll have to apply during the next life-qualifying event or open enrollment. I want to talk to human resources. That'll be Mr. Halverson. Not being able to leave this kitchen reminds me of the times I couldn't go home for the holidays. Same. The Friendsgivings we had at my frat house were dope. Those guys were the brothers that I never had growing up. We went through everything together. 
So what if we bone each other from time to time? It's just part of the college experience. Uh, yeah. Bradley mentioned those videos to me before. While my Friendsgivings weren't accompanied by trips to the wellness clinic, they were a lot of fun too. Perhaps it wasn't quite the same as going home, but there's something special about sharing in these special celebrations with my chosen family. Chosen family? Yeah, it's the family you choose. Friends that are so close that they serve the same roles, typically filled by blood family, if you will. Oh, you kids and your alternative lifestyles. <laughs> Back in the old country, we had roaring fires, freshly caught turkey, formal place settings, all surrounded by a blanket of pristine snow outside the farmhouse. We can discuss your narrow, outdated views of friends and family later. But for now, we've only got an hour before dinner has to be served. Okay, kids, it's almost showtime. Upon returning from skating at Rockefeller, Bradley and his sister are sitting on the bed, having just finished a brother-sister heart-to-heart. Bradley displays visible signs of depression. But nothing. Just like when you get back up after falling on the ice when you're trying something new, you have to get back up when life throws you on your ass. At least I don't have to worry about the toe pick. (laughs) Bradley cracks a slight smile. See, I knew I could make you smile. You're my big brother, and I love you. I couldn't be more thankful to have a brother like you. It is Thanksgiving. There has got to be something for which you are thankful. Outside of the obligatory thankfulness for family and friends, I can't think of anything. That's just it. You're making light of which is of utmost importance. And you're home for Thanksgiving. Michelle gets up to leave the room and then opens the door just to find their mother standing at it. I'll see you at dinner, Bradley. Please, Ma, no more guilt trips tonight. Michelle leaves the room, and Bradley's mum takes a seat on the bed. I really don't have the energy to fend off your unrealistic expectations of my love life and happiness right now. No, no. I, uh, I I came in to apologize for how I've been acting since you got here. And for how I've been acting for most of your life. What do you mean? In an effort to be the best mom you could possibly want, I guess I got carried away with trying to run your life. I just wanted you to be happy. But I need to let you lead your own life without the expectations I have for you. Aw, Mom. I've always known you meant well. Granted, it got quite annoying at times. Oftentimes, really. But I knew it came from the heart. You will always be my little boy. And I love you so much. And you know, I'm so thankful that you and your friends, your found family, uh, could spend the holiday here with us. Bradley and his mom give each other a big hug. After a moment or two, Bradley and his mum begin to smell Thanksgiving dinner wafting upstairs. Oh my goodness, that smells delicious. Oh, can't wait to see what Sonia and her crew cooked up for us. Mmm, yeah, that does smell good. And not the scent of herring, either. (laughs) The dining room looks like something right out of a curry on knives print. Our friends are eagerly awaiting for dinner to commence. Candles give the room a warm glow. The fireplace is crackling, champagne is on ice. All the place settings are ready to accept the bountiful feast that is about to be served by Mrs. Halverson. Speaking of whom, she is the only one not to be found around the table. So, uh, what did Mrs. Halverson make for the main course? Yeah, do either of you know? Not a clue. She wouldn't even allow us near her workspace. Said it was a surprise. As long as it's not stuffed herring, I'll be okay with whatever it is. I'm starving. Same. Yeah, I think I hear her walking out now. Mrs. Halverson arrives carrying a huge covered platter. 
Ooh, hi everyone. I just can't wait for you to sink your teeth into what I have in store for you. Do you need help carving? Son, I once carved a Thanksgiving turkey with only a Swiss Army knife while I was working out to a Jane Fonda video. <laughs> Mrs. Halveson sets the covered platter on the table. You ain't seen nothing yet. And with that, Mrs. Halveson removes the cover. Clouds of steam fill the area around the platter, and as the smoke and steam disperses, our friends get their first look at the... Turchic Tato. What the fuck is that? Oh, uh, sorry. Pardon my French. I've, uh, never seen anything quite like it before. What's that coming out of its ass? <laughs> Sonia, where did you get this recipe from? Probably from the aliens that abducted her. I think I would have been better off with the thousand and one ways she knows how to make herring. Wow, there is so much going on here. Boy, we should have just done takeout. Now, wait just a gosh darn minute. You don't even know what it is. Okay, what is this thing? Like I said, it's a turchic tato. A turkey stuffed with a chicken stuffed with loaded mashed potatoes. Oh, oh. that actually sounds delicious. I can't wait to try it. I gotta hand it to you, Mrs. H. You really know how to create a Thanksgiving meal none of us will soon forget. Aw, thanks, Cammy. I'm usually terrified of your culinary concoctions, but this one looks like a winner. Well, what are we waiting for? Carve it up! Well, before I do, I want us to go around the table to say something we are thankful for that happened this past year. I'll start. I'm thankful for my kids. Your kids? I didn't know you had kids. Well, if you're referring to biological children, you're right. Mr. H and I couldn't have kids. Oh, we, we wanted them. We tried so many times. I prayed and prayed, but it, it just never happened. Years went by, and I just came to the resolve that it wasn't meant to be, until you two moved in. Bradley and Cameron are speechless. You two are the kids that Mr. H and I always wanted, but could never have on our own. Throw in Allison and Dylan, and you four gave us a joy that we never thought we could have. So, thank you for all the love for which you enrich our lives. And thank you for sharing Braddy with me. Thank you for taking him off thank our hands! Thank you so much for taking him off our hands, really. We, we love, love you too, too Mrs. Mrs. H. H. Well, I guess I'll go next. I want to thank Cameron for being there for me when I was slipping into my gambling addiction battle. I may win battles, but the war rages on. Thank you for being there for me. You're a great friend. And I'm thankful for my home at our apartment. After my divorce, I didn't know where I was going to go. And it wasn't about the money, but emotionally, I didn't know where to turn. I couldn't have asked for a better place to live. I'm thankful that Bradley hasn't murdered me. Yet. <laughs> I am thankful that I finally got to meet Bradley's Florida family. He talks about you guys all the time, and I always get jealous of all the zany things that happen there. Of course, sometimes I know he's exaggerating. Like the time he said Allison wrestled a six-foot gator. Well, actually, it was... Six... <laughs> I am so thankful that I finally realize I don't need to plan out Bradley's life. And I don't need to worry about his safety since he has you, Sonya, to look after him down there. But please, please keep him safe from Florida, man. He scares me. <laughs> as cliche as it sounds, having you all around our dining table is the greatest thing I am thankful for this year. All eyes fall on Bradley. As crazy as it sounds, I am thankful that I have a phenomenal chosen family that puts up with my neurotic behavior. To call me out even when I refuse to listen, for the longest time, I have had this void in my life, and I tried to fill it with men. Oh, lots and lots of men. 
many, 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 many men. Bradley! Ah, just got done saying. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I've learned that I shouldn't find my identity in something or someone that can easily come and go, but rather in the company I keep, especially my closest friends that are my family and a spirit of gratitude. Happy Thanksgiving. Now, let's carve up this bird. This is Ryan R.L. Terry, creator of Forza Crowd, and on behalf of the entire Forza Crowd team, I want to say thank you for listening to our show that I hope has brought joy into your life. So, from our home to yours, Happy Thanksgiving! Voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Chase Grant as Dylan, Shannon Hall as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator. Additional voices by Brittany Phillips as Michelle and the airline employee, Max Ice as Bradley's mum, and Bernie Sanders as Bradley's dad. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. This episode was written and directed by R.L. Terry and edited by Jason Laverne. Forza Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and was produced by Daniel Mescal. Connect with Forza Crowd on social media by following us at Forza Crowd Pod and follow Mrs. Halverson on Instagram at Mrs. Halverson Only Fans. We'll see you next time in Apartment 9. One, two, three, four,